<laughs> Welcome everybody to Panfish Nation along with Mark. I'm Lyle. And What's Mark. up, Lyle? We're not going to tell them what we were talking no, about, are we? No, better not. You know, I, I do have something, though. Uh, our buddy Chad has been in New Jersey for a week, and I have this image in my head of him sitting in a motel room going, I'm from Joyzy. You from Joyzy? <laughs> I have a picture of him looking through the, I want to move to the East Coast paper, and he's looking at houses while he's there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's up, everybody? Oh <laughs> Maybe we ought to go into checking the people in chat. What do you think? That was good. Why don't I holler everybody out? There's my buddy Brian B. Catfishing. It was fun being on this tournament last weekend. I'm sorry I didn't get to take a part of that weather. I had, a, uh, had something to say about it. And uh, uh, I think it was an answer from the man above because I probably would have gotten my ass beaten because I couldn't <laughs> keep up with the fish during catching, at least not after my last three outings. So we can talk about that later, too. Uh, there's Annette Morgan. How you doing, Miss Mrs. Annette? The bacon police is in the house. Don't worry, bacon police. I'm not abusing bacon. Uh, there's uh, Chad Nolte in the house. Mrs. Chrissy Brown, how you doing? I, I want to correct you. I want to correct myself here. I've been calling everybody like Miss Chrissy Brown, trying to make them feel young as they are. And Creole corrected me and said I needed to start using Mrs. So I'm going to try doing that. Just so you ladies know why I've changed my ways. There's Chad Nolte. Uh, there's Mr. Chucky Brown. How you doing, Chucky? Cindy Stokes. Mrs. Cindy Stokes in the house. Crappie Day Fish on. Creole Catfishing. What's up, brother? There's David Smith. Double Hook Angling. Double Hook Angling was a great guest. What's going on? Uh, David Smith in the house. There's soon-to-be East Coaster, Chadwick over at Fields to Water, Freddie's Outdoor Adventures. Freddie, you deserve a raise. There's my sister, D. What's going on, D? Uh, Greenwell Fishing in the house, John Boy's Catfishing, Justin's Fishing Fetish. What's up, brother? How you doing? LG Bass. LG got me a couple of uh, uh, Mad Cats sent to me. I can't wait to try them out. I know you're a big supporter of the company. Maurice Kaysen in the house, one of the greats. Uh, there's Anthony, medic for outdoors. Muskrat Adventures in the house. What's up, Roger? Great job on your finish at the pool party, number one. Uh, first place finish. Um, I heard some talk about skipping a dress in the last one. We're not going to get into that. I, I don't yeah, see it. about that. <laughs> P&B Catfishing with Paul Boyd. What's up, Paul? How you doing, buddy? Mr. Parker Pursuits, my hero of the day. He knows why. Sean T. Outdoor says he's going to win the Mega Millions and travel everywhere. And I told him I was going to win it, but that's another story. You can uh, share Tackle, tackle box Mike in the house. There's Josh, the weekend angler. Great tournament this weekend, Josh. Way to way to host a good one. Tell Christina she did wonderful. Turner fishing in the house. How you doing, bud? There's Frank over at Twisted Fishing TV. The great Uncle Jeep. What's up, Jeep? How you doing? There's Van. Are you are you going to beat Van senseless on uh, Saturday? I hear you guys got a side bet. Yeah, I feel sorry for Sandy to have to go through that. <laughs> going to be missing some reels or someone's going to be missing a ride. <laughs> Miss Valerie Irvin, what's going on, Valerie? There's our buddy Matt over at Want to Be Outdoors. Whisker Pig Fishing in the house. Love that name. There's Pork Chop. How you doing, Pork Chop? And there's the God's Truck Queen, Real Gals Fish. 
What's going on in the great Mississippi? Well, let me go through here real quick. There's Avid, a fisherman Avid. Uh, you and your niece have been in my prayers. Um, everybody, make sure you send some prayers out to Avid. His niece is deathly, deathly sick. Um, I'm not going to go into details, but prayers are definitely needed. Uh, Big Slim 91 in the house. Brian B. caught back up. Crappie Day Fish on in the house. Crazy Hillbilly in the house. Danny Stone Outdoors. The quiet man, I'm going to start calling him from now on, Lyle. <laughs> you ever see that movie? That's an awesome movie. I haven't, but I can't imagine it pertaining anything to Danny oh, Stone. It's a John Wayne movie. If you haven't seen A Quiet Man, watch it. We watch it every St. Patrick's Day. I've seen all John Wayne's, but I might have missed that one. That's a good one. That's my favorite John Wayne movie, probably. Anyways, uh, there's Ryan Bortz. What's going on, Ryan? How you doing, buddy? Mike Sampson. What's up, Sampy? How you doing, my friend? Maurice Kaysen. I did say hello, too, but I just saw him pop up in chat. I think I got everybody. We got 76 people in chat. We are uh, 37 away from 1K. So if you People could take a second of your day and share this out. Let's see how close we can get. I put the shout out to some of my TikTok buddies. Maybe they'll send some more people in here. Let's get Lyle up to 1K. You oh, guys are all fans of Catfish Weekly. This is another project of Lyle's that he really likes and cares about a lot. Let's support him and thank him for all his years of service to the catfish community 100%, folks. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And Freddie says we're 35 away now. So I know we're gaining and uh, we just like to get there and get that past us. So we get on with with uh, new guests, better content, more of everything and, and just make it the best we can make it. So uh, that's kind of where we're at. So thank you guys for everybody that has liked and subscribed to the show and watch every week. We appreciate it. Uh, I Mark, I did find... Uh, I have some thumper jigs left for giveaways tonight, and I found some more of these ZFGs. I thought I was about out of them, but in the bottom of the uh, in the bottom of the sack, there was three or four more. So we got some more of those to give away, and when we run out. We'll give away some of mine. And, the, and Richard, Mad Catter Catfishing, uh, just came in. What's going on, Richard? Hey, buddy, I need to contact you about getting some dip bait rigs. Uh, let's talk before I forget, Lyle. Sorry to take over hey, the show. No problem, man. No, not a problem at all. And I do want to. I do want to thank Chad. I not thank, but uh, congratulate Chad on a second place finish at the pool party. He was hot on Rogers' heels. It was. Crazy. Oh yeah, they him and D had a great day. Uh, I thought they was going to pull it out. They come up what one fish short of a tie, two short of a win, which is pretty good. Like I say, the Ohio River is a tough place to fish. Some days it's really good. Other days it's not. Um, but uh, I think some of the fish over there was off the nest and some of them wasn't. Some of the other competitors like Jason, J-Dog as they call him, uh, he had a tough day. And he wasn't that far. But I think the area he fishes, maybe it hadn't been off yet. Uh, or maybe he's off and left. Or they, they've moved. Maybe, you know, I've been having a tough last three outings. I mean, it's it's been it's been beating a heck out of me. And sometimes you just got to get out of that pre-spawn pattern and, and figure out the post-spawn pattern because I'm learning that they change. They do. And I, 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 I'm going to make Van feel really good because, you know, he, he really thinks it's, he's going to win this thing uh, coming up Saturday. And we took a drive up to Truman today where I planned on fishing. 
four feet low on water. Some of the boat ramps that we normally use, you can't even launch a boat the size of mine in. If you got some shallow water John boats, you're all right. But the rest of them, one of them has got grass growing in the waterway to get you out of the dock. It, it, there's no way that you can use them, them ramps like that. And uh, we was extremely disappointed, but never fear, Van. I found another spot, so we're good. <laughs> Let me say quick, we, we got to say hello to Real and Virtual Outdoors, Troy. He's always sharing out the link. We appreciate it. Yes, thank you so much for that, Troy. I saw Buck Williams come in, and I also seen Kevin from Palmetto Cats come in. What's Absolutely, and that Morgan. Oh, and Ricky, Solo Text Adventures. What's up? Yeah, man? there's um, Maurice Kaysen. Did we get him? We don't want to forget Maurice. I got him twice, actually, to make sure I didn't miss That's him. That's three, then. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but, yeah, I, this tournament coming up this weekend should be a lot of fun. If the rain don't get us, that's the thing. Seven weeks after mowing my yard all spring, every five days, it's been seven weeks since we had any rain and five weeks since I mowed my grass. I was. It's been three for me. I cut mine yesterday. I walked around to the side of the house, Lyle, and I had weeds over there I didn't know existed because <laughs> it's on the side of the house where I don't see much. So I yeah. went out and I got some weed killer and I cut the grass yesterday and got soaked. And I got like two thirds of the way through and it's just the, the, the sky opened yeah. up and out came the rain, but I got her finished. So we was supposed to have rain yesterday, last night and today, all day off and on. Never got a drop yet. So um, they're saying tomorrow, tonight, tomorrow, and Saturday. We'll see. I'm not holding my breath. I'm planning on fishing. So that's, that's you know, that's what we're going to do. We're going to go up there, grab our bait, and get ready to go. And, and uh, yes, Creole, we are. Thank you so much. Um, we got a plan. We know what we're going to do. We're not going to have to drive very far in a boat. We're just going to go with this spot. We're going to sit there. We're going to catch fish all day long. And I'm going to collect my reels and be a happy camper. Yeah, I was thinking about the whole numbers tournament deal that happens. Um, and, and I can't think of a place where I can get on the kind of numbers like some of these people catch. There's Ace. What's up, Ace? How you doing, bud? Um, it, it depends. You have to have a spot that is good. And they don't have to be big. They can be, but they don't have to be big. The main thing on the numbers game is to have a lake or an area in a river that's like a nursery where it produces fish day after day after day after day. No matter what the size, you can always go there and catch fish. And that was what you look for in a numbers game. Well, with Lake of the Ozark, Truman, all the tributaries to this, having the under, the slot, and the overfish, and those being so overpopulated with underfish and the Missouri Department of Conservation wanting you to catch them and keep them makes it the whole area kind of like that for me. But there is other some areas that, that are a lot better than others. You know, yeah, and we, if you can find a spot like that where you're at, you're gold. Yeah, we got that little local lake that I fish quite a bit here, and uh, I'll catch little ones like you're talking about there, but they also got musky in that lake, and they're not really kind to those little baby fish because they'll get up in them shallows. They don't, they can't hide from them, so the numbers just aren't there. You know, I can get five or six of them, but I'm not having a 20 or 30 fish day with those. Yeah, right. Chad says every state needs a Potomac Baldwin area. I, I agree. 
you know, and if it's on, if it's gold and, and everything's working good on Truman and Lake Ozark, we can produce uh, Baldwin and Potomac River numbers. But if the front moves through and you happen to be the tail end of that, it don't really matter unless they're coming off a nest because you're going to be in trouble. Uh, but that's what fronts do to feed and fish. If Missouri wanted you to catch small fish, you better call Dockery Line. You know, there's some truth to that. <laughs> well, if you like the taste of drum, he's the man to call. He loves them silver carp. He does love them. He really does. But then uh, he said something. Uh, wait, did I'll say the weatherman lied and made me cancel fishing tonight? <laughs> no, I didn't. But I did hear you say something about that. That's too bad. But, yeah, them, uh, them weathermen slash ops, they get that, that wrong all the time. They said no rain this weekend. It ended up storming so hard here Saturday and Sunday. Or I'm sorry, Friday and Saturday. It was, it, it's been crazy. I have to think that that might be the only job in the world where you can be wrong every day and still get a check on Friday. You are not kidding. <laughs> hey, there's Jesse. What's going on, Jesse? Outdoors addiction. How you doing? I see fishing with squirrel came in here too. What's going on, bud? Absolutely. I think I missed Finn Seeker TV. There's Finn. What's going on? Make sure you guys check out Finn's channel. I know he's got the uh, subs. He needs the watch hours, so let's help him out. He went back to his original channel. He did. And and now he's lost his watch hour. So uh, I actually watched a couple of his videos this week. Uh, so y'all need to go over there and check him out. Give him some time so he can go ahead, be done with what he's trying to get done and go on with getting his content created and catching fish, which is what he does. He does, and he does it well. He was on, he was fishing live this week for some crappie, and uh, we were watching him use drown some minnows over there. He got onto some smaller size ones, but he was putting fish in the boat, and a lot of times that that's better than like my last few trips, not putting any fish in the boat. I understand that's how it works sometimes. I was doing the go big or go home thing, Lyle. I'm looking for that 40 pounder before this year's <laughs> over. So there's going to be a lot more. There's going to be a lot more uh, skunks coming up if I'm keep doing what I did yesterday. I, right, I, I got you, man, because and right now, with this 100-degree weather, you, you know, we look at that thinking, oh, my God, look, look at what it's doing to me. Well, look at what it's doing to them fish. And that's why I come up with a topic for tonight. Well, how do you find fish in, in, when, in tough conditions? Well, in my mind, they go deeper because if they're, if they're in the, the top five or six, ten foot of water, the water temperatures have went way up compared to what they're used to. So they, they got to go down deeper to get away from them temperatures, which means you need to move and fish deeper. In my mind, that's, that's how I play the game. Absolutely right, Frank. But the only thing is the only bait I've been catching is the really big ones. So I'm using them. <laughs> Look at this. I did see that. Praying for weather so you don't get a whooping. <laughs> I had that highlighted. I didn't think we wanted to read that out loud, so I cut oh. off of it. Van and I have really been having a lot of fun with this, and um, I think we're going to have a good time regardless. I hope the rain doesn't affect it. So if it does, we'll just postpone it good another time. There you go. So not a big deal. But I don't. If like I said, lightning, thunder, 
if there's thunder somewhere, there's lightning. And I don't want to be on the water with lightning, and I don't want anybody else out there taking a chance on getting no. injured either. So uh, that that's the hold up for me. We can always take a towel and dry off before we get in the truck or whatever, but uh, you really can't get away from that lightning. I've, I've been caught out on Truman a time or two when I was seven, eight miles from the, the ramp, and there's a cave up there on the Osage River that I actually backed a John boat in. Not that it would have been a lot of help if it hit the water, but it might have helped me from getting hit from the lightning setting on the water and the bugs and spiders and stuff. I didn't want to be in there, but it was better than sitting there. I couldn't make it. I mean, it was, it was all around us. Yeah, it gets pretty bad. I've, I've had, I've shared enough. I've been under enough bridges to know that it, it's not where you want to be stuck. No bridges yeah. under them is better than, away from them but yeah. it's not good either <laughs> and you gotta remember you got them fishing poles up in them rod holders you best thing you would do if you're traveling lightning this is my tip of the night is lay them lay them rods down in the boat even if you're traveling back well if you're fishing don't be if you're traveling back to the boat ramp and you got a big electrical storm lay them rods down don't leave them up in the holders have you ever seen a picture of a fishing rod that's been hit by lightning no but i've seen lightning hit a river and it's scared to the crap out of me. I don't know how else to say it. They just kind of, I don't know. They look like burnt string. One of them wicks from one of them Looney Tunes cartoons, right? Uh, yeah, and and I don't think anybody warranties them for against that. That's kind of a freaking nature, and there's not too much you can do about it. So, but yeah, they they look a little rough, and you can tell they're burnt when that happens. So. You know, if I was a rod company and somebody said, hey, my rod got hit by lightning, can I get it uh, uh, warrantied? I'd be like, you know what? If you send me that rod back, I'll warranty that rod, and I would use it in marketing material and stuff and say, people, we love you to death of being our customers. Stay out of the lightning, and this is exactly why. Yeah, that makes sense. It really does because – Nobody wants to get wants that part of that. Yeah, Dave, no. you're right. Lightning scares everybody, and I think it should. I he saw a com I saw a comment up here by Mister Turner. He says he's finding the completely opposite. That a reason I bring that up definitely not to prove you wrong, Lyle, is just every waterway is different, in my opinion. Oh, they are absolutely. And 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 if you can figure out what they're doing at your place, do just like Turner does, do just like Lyle does, whether it's go deep or go shallow. Whatever works, figure it out and go through with it. I watched his his video the other day where he's he's catching them shallow even in the hot water, and I thought, man, I've not ever been able to do that. But if that's one thing you have to do is stay above that thermocline if you're on a lake that has a thermocline. Yeah, a lot of times, if they have current going through it, you won't have a thermocline. But if it's not, and I. I Somebody has told me, I've not ever seen it, but the Ohio River has a thermocline certain times of the year when it gets really hot and there's no in there. But, it, it, you know, if it, you don't have current, you're going to probably get one. It doesn't matter where it's at. There's no oxygen below that or very little, and the fish can't be down there for very long. Even if you mark some down there, don't try to catch them because then there's the ones that are going to really have to be burped when you get them up. So try to catch the ones that are above there. The majority of them will be above that regardless. Jerry Parker says, Mark, ever gets hit by lightning, he's going to smell like burnt bacon. Huh. He'd yeah. probably be a fish attracted at that point. 
if you catch me soon enough after breakfast before I brush my teeth, I kind of smell like bacon anyways. Uh, let's see what else we got in here. Chances, I've seen the Ohio habit once. Really dry summer. Yeah, um, I've heard about that. I, I personally have not seen it. I've been down there when there was, I mean, a number of times when there was zero to less current. But I don't think I've ever been on the Ohio River when it had over one at one mile per hour ever. Um, well, all that water they're getting, they might get it though. They're well, getting- yeah, and it uh, it depends on what they get northeast yeah. of them. Um, but it just worked out that way. I know they have current. I like your chance. Yeah, we, we have probably less current than the Ohio, but we don't have deep water, so we never see. Yeah, you don't have near the – the Ohio River is a vast, wide, long river. Uh, I used to enjoy going down there, not some, as much the fishing as it was the, the entertainment with everybody we get to see down there once a year, you know. But um, it was a lot of fun. Um but there, I, I think that is gone by the wayside now. Uh, so uh, that'll be gone forever, and it's too bad because it was a good deal. But um, we, we fished that hard, hard, and we'd find places that was holding fish, and you'd, you'd beat them on top of the head, and you couldn't get them to go. They just wouldn't bite. So it's a tough place to catch fish. It really is. I, I, like I said before, I, I drove all the way out there to, to visit with, you know, my family, Betty and Brandon. And, uh, um, we, we fished the Ohio and it was on my bucket list. And I do consider me being on there. Not that I won't go back, but that's crossed off my list. And I caught a channel cat while I was there yeah. trying to catch blues, but I was happy to see that though. Absolutely. Thank you, Freddie. 34 away. We're getting there. The sooner, the better. We can get it, get it done and get on to better things. So uh, that's what we're trying to do, and I appreciate everybody helping us out with that. It means the world to Mark and I. We're, we just want to get it, get past it. And uh, like I say, we got a bunch of uh, a bunch of people we're trying to get committed and dates set for for guests on the show and a bunch of new topics and all that. So uh, the more we get, the easier it is to get quality guests. And, on and Chad and D were there too, but I was technically at the Cross House. But it was awesome to see you both there, obviously, Chad. You can't slip us. You can't slip a littlest bit on here, can you, Lyle? No. Like, on, that like, New Jersey, that's that New Jersey stuff coming in on him. Is that what it is? It seeped I into him so. being there yeah. only a couple of nights? I think it did. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> We're going to blame it on that anyhow. <laughs> Uh, so what do you do when the tough times come mark when you're trying to find fish where you go i struggle through it try to see what i can do um i'll, I'll switch up baits I'll, I'll go from live bait to cut bait worst comes the worst i'll just pull out the bait rod and we'll see what i can get up along the shoreline and stuff you know I, and, and this is going to sound silly every now and then you know, if I'm feeling really bad after having a couple of bad trips, and it happens to me, I am not even going to lie, I'll get a bait rod, and I'll go hit the ponds, and I'll go after panfish, which is another one of my loves. And Absolutely. Usually they can, they can, they'll always brighten my mood, to tell you the truth. And plus, I'll bring some some bait or, or some dinner home, depending on what it is. Yeah, and and um, if it's that tough, that's what I, I love to catch. Uh, I love to catch uh, a bluegill, so... Uh, you can usually find bluegill. Whether, no, whether, 
<laughs> well, not always, but usually you can. You either find them with, with uh, jigs or with tipped with something if you have to, or night crawlers or red worms, uh, you know, on slip bobbers. There's a there's a lot of ways to catch them. And, uh, man, they're a lot of fun to catch, especially if you get into some of them five, six, eight, ten-inch ones. And uh, ten got, are on my list right now. Yeah, I got some monsters early in the year right at the spot where Dockery beat me 25 to nothing that day. They're in there. I swear to God, they're in there. It's just for some reason in the fall, I think I need to do like like you like to do, and that's use a, a drop shot and get it out in a lot deeper water. And uh, um, uh, we're going to try that this fall just to see if I can figure that spot out at that time of year. So I love drop shotting, and I'll use a drop shot rig on everything from from small bluegill to crappie to catfish and everything in between. Um, in my mind, it's the most universal thing because you can adjust it to however high or how much ever weight you need and whatever kind of bait you want. I'm going to try that tonight, Lyle. I'm going to try not not a high-low rig, but just with one uh, hook on it rather than two because the river's kind of the spots I'm fishing in. I'm going to be targeting like two feet of water. I'm going to try and get it up in the middle column and see if I can't uh, uh, keep them bullheads kicking rather than hiding under a rock or something. And not have to use a float because of the, well, yesterday you should have seen the hard time I had last night. They were swimming everywhere. I think they were running from stuff, but that's another well, story. Uh, somebody's saying hello to Miss Becca, and I haven't seen her make a comment. Yeah, Miss Becca's making dinner. I saw that coast. I was or that post. I was going to highlight, not highlight it, but say hello to her. She's well, like, glad to see her in chat. We missed her. But, um, yeah, I didn't see her comment. But then again, it goes by pretty quick sometimes. And we're at 70 people in chat right now, and I am i don't see them all. They're Tackle Box Mike. Been a big winner here recently. He's won a lot of stuff. Did you mention – oh, and there's Kenneth over at Takedown Catfishing. What's going on, Kenneth? He's one of the co-hosts on Hog Legs uh, late, 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 late night. Yep, uh, hangout show. It's always fun to go in. And he there. actually has nights of it that he does his own thing on his show as well. That's correct. Yep, and they do really well. Those two get those two make a really good team. There's our buddy Dan Thompson too. What's going absolutely? On Dan's a great supporter of a lot of channels. We're so happy to have him part of ours. Um, and there's Roger. Oh, hey, what's going on, Muskrat? Yeah, he was in here earlier. I think I yeah I did say. Congratulations on his. The oh, that was 30 thing. minutes ago, and I done forgot some of them you mentioned. Yeah, I kind of did too. <laughs> ain't going to lie. Creole catfishing, obviously. There's Eric B. What's going on, buddy? Prayer warrior, Eric B. But yeah, I, um, I think that um, here's what I, I'm trying to wrap my head around this hot weather coming in June. Uh, 100 degree weather in June is pretty rare for me. We had. We had several weeks of it. Um, I'm hoping that August will be cooler than what June was. Good luck. You can wish in one hand, and I got. I can wish if I want to. <laughs> I, I really do. I would like to see August and September a little cooler than what we've seen uh, June and July. Hey, Patrick, how you doing, buddy? What's going on, Patrick? Welcome to the show. Woods and water, if for all for your tackle need, if you need to tie jigs and stuff, that's the guy, man. 
they've got some cool stuff. Now, I know he's a little low on a few things right now, but every supplier is. Great prices, fast service, and he's got the stuff normally. He's, he's, I buy a lot of stuff from Patrick. He's a good dude. Him and his brother are great guys to deal with, so be sure to check out Woods and Water. We need to get them back on the show one of these days, Mark. I think so, too. Definitely. I need, I'm, now that I've I've decided I think I'm going to buy myself a low-end fly rod, hmm. I, might need, I might need to contact them. Hmm. What are you going to Are you going to help me pick one out, Lyle? I will. I'll get Dockery to help me. No, Dockery's not allowed. <laughs> I took an order for two fly rods this After, week. I, I went to go buy some of these rattles the other night, and they steer, steer me in this direction. I got them delivered. I find them the very next day for half the price. I'm like, thanks a lot, guys. <laughs> um, I love fly rodding. I'm sitting here looking at um, three and um, part of one that I'm supposed to be getting repaired for a guy, but the parts come all the way out of uh, New Zealand. So uh, that's going to be a long drawn out affair. And then I got to try to match a 10 year old rod with colors and the, the pheasant inlays that's in the finish. Pheasant uh, inlays, like pictures of pheasants or just no, feather inlays, oh, feather inlays and my pick bad. out, try to, to pick out the same feather type off of a pheasant to match what's in this made in New Zealand. So, yeah, this is going to be a, it'll be, it'll take some time to do this because feather inlays are a little bit tough. Anyhow, you have to use thread preserver and it's like an Elmer glue type thing that dries clear, but it preserves the color of thread feathers and different inlays that you put in rod finishes. And this one is, like I say, it's 10 years old or older and sews in feathers and then try to match a complete top where he busted it in three pieces. So yikes. It's it's gonna be a challenge, but a friend of mine, so we gotta to try to do it for tackle, okay. tackle box Mike is asking if Woods and Waters is in uh Minnesota up in Minnesota. No. They're in Texas. That's what I thought. Was not sure. Um they are, um, I thought they was in Oklahoma for a long time, but I w they corrected me. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it's Texas. And uh, Patrick and his brother, like I said, they are super nice guys, very helpful um, and honest people to deal with. And, and that's what we, that's what we want. Hey, Jody, how you doing? Look at this. D Double Hook Angling says, I have a five-weight reel you can have, Mark. I'll be contacting you after the show David. five weight is midline that's what um, i need can't go wrong with that yeah can i get a small pike on that and panfish yeah because well, we got a lot of dink pike around here i want to try for thank you bud he was a great guest last week so i appreciate uh him reaching out again yeah oh yeah dave's a great guy um uh, had it come up with a couple of good videos again he uh he just the video his video stuff and making the um uh, jigs and stuff that he ties, uh, he's doing better and better and better, and and uh, it's getting more interesting with the stuff. He's his stories, and he's got his dogs in there now. It's become a family show when he does videos, and it makes it very appealing to the majority of the people that watch his stuff. So, if you haven't checked out Dave, go check him out. Double Hook Angle, you'll be glad you did. Hey, there's David Smith. 
What's going on, Jody? How you doing? But uh, yeah, fly fishing, uh, especially for bluegill, warmouth, any any of the small fish, trout. That's a one of the pardon me, one of the preferred ways to catch trout is with a fly rod. But I enjoy catching bluegill and and bait if I'm going to be using live bait for flatheads or blues and giant channel cat. You know, I like to keep my bait alive if I'm going to be doing that. And um, that's that's an easy way to catch them, and it's a ton of fun. It, it just is. It says it's a Cabela's reel. That's okay. Perfect. It works. I'm not, I'm not picky. I'm just getting into it. Trust nice me, if it, if it takes off, it's going to be ugly here. And I, I'm hoping the missus can't hear me talking right now because I'll get in <laughs> a lot of trouble. I'll be glad to help you out. Me and James, we've helped you shop before. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> uh, Roger, I'll be on Truman Lake. Truman Lake. We're going to go down there and put numbers in the boat. There's a question for you, Lyle. Anyone I ever never have. I, it's very interesting to me, however. Will they feed off the top? Because I know a lot of guys use, you know, sabiki rigs, which get baits down there, and foley spoons. You can uh, you can put a foley spoon on a, on one. Okay, this is true. I mean, you're going to have to be careful. You don't want that thing hitting you in the back of the ear, but uh, <laughs> for anybody around you, <laughs> they got to it for themselves. If you're winging a fly rod like this, them guys around you got to look for a hole, man. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got hit with like a a ten inch wooden plug one time fishing up in Minnesota when I was a kid. Knocked my Bass Pro hat right off my head, clean off my head. It was called a mud puppy. It's one of them big musky boots with the whirly tails like a whopper plopper. And my buddy still laughs at me. He says, "Remember the time I hit?" Yeah, Richie. Mm. Yeah, I don't know, Roger, if they'd be hard to keep hooked up or not. Um, I never really had too much issue with them coming unhooked with a jig. But um, I'd be willing to give it a try. It'd be a lot of fun catching them because the way Skipjack fight, uh, it would be a ton of fun to catch them on a fly rod now. I would think you would probably need a 7 or an 8 weight to catch them with. I'm, I think really, they fight that hard. Yeah, I think a three, four, five way to be a little light for for them. And I don't you, think you'd want to catch multiples. I think you'd want to catch them one at a time. One at a time. Yeah, when I see guys reeling them in four or five at a time, I'm thinking, well, they got to be pretty easy to pull in. But I guess I was wrong. Yeah, they're they're uh, well, you know, a lot of them guys are using uh, uh, heavy bass rods. Uh, 17, 18 pound test with a sabiki rig on it. When you get six of them on at a time or four or five, uh, a lot of sabiki rigs has got six on it. Someplace you're not supposed to use that many hooks. If it comes with six, who's taking some of them off? Not me. I'm going to fish them all. And uh, I've had six on before, and every one of them's going a different direction. Yeah, I believe we you have know. a two hook limit here, and the bait shop does sell sabiki rigs. Yeah, I bet they sell them six. six Hooks on that sabiki. Five or six, I don't recall. Yeah, but I know yeah. I asked him, I'm like, I thought there was just a two hook rule. He says, Well, then you cut them down, not my responsibility. 
Yeah, I'm not cutting mine down. I just bought it. I'm using them all. <laughs> I'm going to steal that from you in other cases, Josh. He says, Skip Jack, fight like the third monkey on the ramp to Noah's Ark. And it just started. <laughs> That's true, though. <laughs> Hold on a second. I got to be. They, uh, uh, they are a fighting machine. I, I have said for years, and I probably said it on this show. If bass fishermen would ever go on a skipjack trip, they probably would never be another bass tournament. They fight that hard. They just do. They, I was, I'm wondering what it would be like to get like four or five uh, decent-sized bluegill on one of them. That might be kind of interesting. To fight. That would be fun as hard as they fight, too. Especially or one, if they one would, going this way and one going that way might cancel them out, though. Oh, man. They're fun to catch. Lyle, I got a four-pound bass on my ultralight the other day. That was pretty fun. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> oh, Parker, you got to stop it. <laughs> Two fat kids fighting over the last piece of cake. <laughs> I got to come down there and fish with them boys, with Josh and Parker oh. and, and Danny Stone and all of them. That looks oh, like you got to include Rob while you're at it. You can't miss Of course, Rob. Rob. You have to keep him away from the car shows, but, you know, it is what it is. He He's he really into them car shows right now. Good for him. He takes a, some great pictures, too. <laughs> That's not what I'm looking for. Like Parker and a 40-year-old Karen over the last chicken at a Kroger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <sighs> yeah. Mm -hmm. I, you know, Mark, if you come down this way, I'm thinking meet Jerry and Josh and whoever else at Baldwin. No. Oh yeah, just go out, go out in the boat, and just sit there and catch fish till you're sick of catching them, and then talk about where you're going to go eat supper. <laughs> that doesn't sound like a bad plan. If I go down there, we're going to chase some crappie. If I'm going to make that trip down there, I don't. I think Baldwin's got crappie, but there's probably better places over yeah, there, like Egypt. I, and, uh, yeah, I got, I got a big blue. Place. I got a blue trip, a blue cat trip planned in uh, I think end of October. So. We'll have that under control. I'm just trying to vary it up a little bit, but I want to get like on a, a I want to get on a fire crappie bite too. So I just had an idea. Maybe I can make a road trip out of it, make a stop. Oh, there, there you go. go. I have some information that I kind of been saving up till about now in the show to tell everybody. I have a friend of mine that has a relative. Actually, it's a nephew that works for Lawrence Electronics. And he has a job that's pretty cushy. He travels around in a boat and tests electronics all over the United States at different lakes to make sure everything works like it's supposed to anywhere they take it. He gets the, the newest, best stuff that that company produces. Now, I'm not a fan. That doesn't mean anything other than I just don't prefer not to use them. But the story is, you know, you ever pick up your phone and go, hey, Google, how about this or that? Or Alexis, how about this or that? You ever do that? No, I don't trust it. So I You know what I'm about. talking about, though. I know what you're talking about, though. Okay. Next year, 2023, 
Lawrence will have that technology coming out on their electronics. Nice. I know. I know that uh, Brandon Cross is able to uh, stream his uh, Lawrence to his iPad, so he's got the monitor anywhere in the boat, which is kind of neat. And I think the other companies need to do software updates in order to do that. I, I think that you'll see a lot more of that coming. The electronics world has exploded in the last several years, and it's going to get better and better and better. The other thing I wanted to bring up was the YouTube video that was put out this morning were a group of, I believe it was Muskie and Walleye tournament. The, the, it's a Muskie tournament, the a World Muskie League or something like that. Don't quote yeah. me on But they are going to ban... Uh, live scope in their tournaments for the rest of this year and possibly from now on. Um, now, personally, I think that's a good thing. I know a lot of people is going to argue that. That's that's your right. I don't have live scope, and to be honest about it, every time I turn on a video and somebody's live scoping this and live scoping that, I leave. I've listened to it as much as I'm going to. I don't have to listen to it anymore, and I'm not going to. If you can't catch fish without it, you probably ought to stay on your couch because people caught fish without it for years and years and years. And the fact that you have to pick out one big fish and take it away from a smaller fish that's trying to get on your bait, that's sad because you want to win a tournament that bad. That, that takes all the fun out of it for me. So if you just want to find fish or locate fish, that's one thing, but to specifically pick out one fish out of a group and take it away from every other fish and try to bite that. That somehow don't set right with me. But oh. I think you're going to see more organizations do this. Only time will tell. You know, I, I, I hear what you're saying for the fact that, you know, if you're taking that real big fish out of the gene pool, we, we don't know for sure if it's an exceptionally big one or if it's just an older one that we won't know, or we right. could know, but no one's going to pay the money to do no, that. That's right. Investment. That's right. And I think tournament fishing, um, I kind of share that same opinion. I think there'd be a better uh, way of going about it and have like a division for, for live scope and one without live scope, but the prize money for is going to get split that way, and people aren't going to want to do it either. And it's so. too much work for the tournament directors. It did well. It, I mean, it's a lot more work when you got more than one yeah. division. It just is. Uh, but it could be done. They, I just don't think that. I just don't see that happening. You, it's hard enough to get a uh, pro am amateur division to where you have two divisions in one. And let's face it, the the people that are talking about that now is in an organization that don't even catfish, don't know nothing about catfish, shouldn't be allowed to talk catfish. But they are. Uh, but, yeah, it, it's 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 an extra deal. So um, the easiest way to do it is is have a division with or with one with, with, one without. The other thing is, right now, it doesn't matter if it's Garmin, Lowrance, Humminbird, whoever's got it, it is way, way out of the price range of a high percentage of the people that fish. Now, unless they can make it affordable for all, that's another reason that I think that they should back away from it until it becomes affordable for everyone. And I got to tell you, if I had it on my boat, I'd be using it. Me too. It's just I, I, that simple. If I got it, I'm using it. I have 360 imaging. If I'm using it. You know, it works. 
And and basically, 360 imaging is an old version of LiveScope because you can see the fish move. It, it was before LiveScope came right. out when when Humminbird come out there, and it works. It still works. It works great. Yeah, it's an underwater Doppler. When they get that thing to be like live, that's probably going to be the one to pick, in my yeah. opinion. They yeah. just need to get the refresh rate up there. They need to get that that transducer turning because technically it's like the, the radars you see at the airport right. or anything just underwater. Um, that'll be a good one. I'm, I'm You know, I, I'd like to get live scope for the only reason to try and save me time and finding fish. I get it. I've been fishing for 40 years. I did my time. I deserve a vacation. I'm getting old, so that's what I'm looking for. But I'm not I'm not entering in tournaments with it. But on the other hand, tournament directors and people who run the tournaments, the ones that do it as a business, they know if you're not seeing fish and especially not seeing big fish, that the wow factor just isn't there. So they're they they got decisions to make on which way they want to go, most definitely. So Wolfram makes a very valid point. What's $2,500 of someone drugging, a, dragging a 90,000 right. boat? Here's the, the key to that. They'll include that, that $2,500, $3,000 live scope unit into the price of the boat, finance it all, and won't raise, won't raise their payment up $10 a month. It probably less, quite a bit less than $10 a month. Yeah. So that's how they get them. There's no doubt in my mind that when they buy a new boat, well, if you're going to have a, that $90,000 boat, you might as well have the best electronics available to you right now. It's not going to make your payment that much more. And people don't look at the, the price as much as they look at how much it's going to cost me every month because they know how much they got to spend every month. And if they can meet that and still eat, they'll spend it a lot of times. Yeah, I know a lot of guys in John boats and stuff that they, they they can't swing it. When I'm looking at the price and the cost of it, I'm I'm taking into consideration uh, the people that that I know. You know, the guys working some jobs 40, 80 hours a week and got six kids to feed and so on. So, if Jason, yeah, him. there's people everywhere, and of course, you shouldn't penalize the people that are successful in life. That just, no, you should not. They, if, if like I say, if I had it in my boat, I'd be using it. I don't. I don't really have a desire for it. I rely on side imaging 90% of the time to find what I'm looking for. Um, that and 2D sonar. Side imaging and structures, all I got. Every now and then I'll get on some fish underneath a dock or something. They're kind of fine. But in the shallow waters, it's kind of hard to get that tuned in. But we're working on it. We'll see what happens when we yeah. get it all set up. So, Well, those are just a couple of, of fig newtons that I thought that we should pass out to everybody. Um, the deal with with Lawrence coming out with that new technology for next year, I found that extremely interesting. Like I say, I'm not a fan. I had one didn't work as much as it, it didn't work as much as it didn't work. Uh, they ranked themselves on that one for me. I'll never own another one, but um, I know a lot of people that really likes them, had great success with them. Doc Lang's one of them. Uh, Doc loves them and he can make one dance. There's nobody can do more with a Lawrence and Doc can, but he can do that with a hummingbird too, and he don't even own one. Yeah, my good friend Violet Tally, you she's been on my show a few times. You're familiar with her. Great lady, bass angler, tournament angler. Every week she's out there. She's sponsored by Lawrence and and she's super happy with it. Not just because yeah. she has the sponsorship, she had it before. So there is people that's good with them. And you're absolutely right, Will, from uh, side imaging is priceless for catfish. Oh, yeah. 
I tell you something else that's pri it's priceless to me for is finding bait. Um, it just and I, but you know I know a lot of guys that mine will go to one twenty I think it is on each side. I'll never use nothing near that far. Seventy feet. Yeah, even closer. The closer it is to your in, the bigger the images are, the more clear they become. And that's what I like, especially when I'm hunting for bait. You know, if I'm finding if I'm finding shad and and uh, uh, I don't want a whole bunch of little dinkies, I want some bigger ones for that I can cut up for bait. Use the heads off. Pardon me, the heads off of and different things and side imaging works really well for that for me. So that's what I, I saw. Uh, Lyle, I saw uh, a short video on the new Ray Moran units, Ray Marine units. Mm -hmm. Once you've seen them, you might, <laughs> might. I might. I've heard a lot of things about them. And I, you know, um, I think Doc used to have a Ray Marine, but the only thing he used it for was um, um, down image probably. No, uh, mapping. Mapping, you know the 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 Ray Marine one that I saw. Their three D imaging is is ridiculous. It gives you a three D image of everything you've just right. taken over. Shows the fish and where they are in the column and stuff. How it works, you know, on on marketing material and how it works in real life are definitely two different things. But it looked pretty cool. I know Garmin's been trying to do that for a long time, and right, I haven't spent much time trying with it. But then well, again, I don't fish deep enough water to know so. You know, that's just like we was talking about the Lawrence coming out with the the uh, the new technology for next year, saying how about this or how about that, and it'd take you to it. Once that hits the market, the rest of them will have to do it because they can't they can't stand for one company to be further ahead of them than they are. They can't stand it. They can't give up that market share. They can't. That's right. They can't can't give up that. That's like Garmin when they come out with LiveScope. Hummingbird already had the three sixty out. And it was working. They come out with the Mega 360, and it was even better. And Garmin couldn't stand that, so they come out with LiveScope. Now they all got a form of it because they couldn't give up their percentage of yep. the market that they was trying to, to make. And uh, when they come out with this other stuff, they'll have to do the same thing because they're not going to be able to give that up. They just can't. And I'm sure if I know about it, Hummingbird and Garmin already know about it. I bet. <laughs> you know, they just, they kind of have that stuff. I had to highlight that one. Eric says, I want to say thanks, Mother Nature, for letting me beat Mark this weekend. <laughs> She's a fickle little gal. Mother Nature is a fickle little gal. No, Garmin don't read that. No. that I, I don't never believe that. <laughs> Except on the Android part. No, I'll stop it. There. What's going on, guys? How you doing? <laughs> that, yeah, I, was right. I was reading the same thing about that. Yeah, that sounds right. They got a great product. I just, like I say, I am just so tired of hearing about it. Um, Not me. I want one bad. Yeah. Well, like I say, I think that would be a great asset to me, trying to find bait. Hey, Brenda, how you doing? There's Chucky, but yeah, I uh, I think that, but I, and I'm sure they would work uh, for a percentage for cat fishermen, but I'm not sure that they would be near as successful for catfishing guys as they are for crappie. 
Probably in bluegill, they're deadly. Yeah, bass guys are getting good at using it too. Oh, probably so, but Does I it... definitely think that a, a live scope. I think live scope and perspective view in the back of the boat might be of use to cat fishermen, to be honest. Because it could be. I mean, it's going to be great for getting bait. I know that for sure. Eric, rain all weekend. We'll see. It's supposed to rain the last two days. We ain't got a drop, so you know. I would use it for ice fishing and not put it onto the boat. That is a great idea. Oh, ice fishing, it would be. You know, I've had many. I've gone through batteries drilling holes just to find a crappie bite, Lyle. And if I could just point that live scope in the direction I want to fish and save me a whole bunch of drilling, I'd be a happy man. Now, Mark, just think every time you drill a hole, you weaken that ice. I don't worry about it. <laughs> don't be scared, Lyle. <laughs> I ain't getting on that ice. No, 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 no. You wouldn't even know it was ice until we told you about. Yeah, I would too. <laughs> and I ain't never going to get in anybody's vehicle and drive out on the ice. That is never going to happen. I might step along the edge of a pond bank that has ice on just to see if I break through, but it, it won't be over top of my shoes. That's the worst part is the edge ice. But let's, it's it's July. Let's not talk about ice. We keep going. Hey, ice. I enjoy watching them ice shows in the winter. Because if it freezes up, I can't get out. And I like to watch them other guys do it. But I'm not going to. Josh has a valid point here. He says, Mark, know how to avoid all that drilling? Don't live where the water turns hard for six months. There you go. Makes sense to me. <laughs> oh, Wolfram says he drives a one-ton truck on it. If I, I lived up there, you either. If I lived up there too, I'd have my diesel out there too. I'm not. I know he's way up north. <laughs> I did one ton truck, pretty heavy. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I'm not doing none of that. That's never going to happen. Start with I can't. Uh... Lyle, you want to let these people in on this giveaway so they can start entering in the hashtag? Maybe let's do that. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Let's share that screen out here. Pick the right one if you want. What are we giving away first? We have a package of Thumper Jigs, gold-headed red hooks. They look to be like number four sickle hooks. Three to a package with green eyes. We have, And then after we give away the Thumper Jigs, we have some hand ties by ZFG. Made with tender love and care. Or something. <laughs> Enter hashtag, enter in hashtag jigs for you. In case does not matter, it can be lower or or or, or upper or lower case. Uh, but you do need to enter it in exactly as it says. So enter in jigs for you. Tackle box. Mike has it down. There's Matt. It's all mine has it. Fishing with squirrel. We're good. Sean Chili says I know Justin at kayak catfishing uses live scope for catching bait. That's what it should be used for. I agree with that. I think it would be a great tool with that. I would like to touch on Justin for just a moment. i seen a clip out of his video he made earlier this week where the boats like to swamp him from going in there. Um, he takes that better than I did, although he is in a kayak. He can't go run them down and catch them because guys like that, Make you want to just make you want to is the key word to this. Crawl up in their boat and have your way with them. 
because there is no reason for them to do that. And if they can't see him sitting out there in that kayak as tall as them boats are and as far ahead as you can see in those boats, then they need to slack off of the beer they're drinking. That's very dangerous. I've uh, had some close calls. And I have too, but not that close. I've had, yeah, I have, but we're not going to talk about that. Man. It, it he was on skinny water. He was not on skinny water. No, he wasn't. And those were some. So we got the same size boats on that little river here. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but the but the river's way narrow. But yeah, those guys they're 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 just they don't care about anybody but themselves. And um, but you can't say okay, pleasure boaters, this is your lake, and fishermen, this is your lake. You can't do that. It's never going to happen. Even if it in your wildest dreams you thought it would, it's not. Uh, but those guys could have a little respect for the other people. I'm not a big fan of kayaks, mainly because I don't get in them. But I don't try to run over them either or try to swamp them. And it appeared to me that was kind of what them guys was doing. They was intentionally trying to swamp him. He never said that in his video. Justin is too much of an upstanding guy to do that. But it sure appeared that that's what they was trying to do. They were having some sort of regatta or something. A lot of them guys get all yeah. together and, and just go up there and tear it out and go from bar to bar and hopefully you yeah. Well, now like I I told you before, Mark, you need to look up wherever he was at. He was on Watts Bar, I think, wasn't he? No, actually, he had traveled, so he didn't exactly say. He said he drove like two and a half hours. So he well, usually wherever it was at, multiply that times twenty five or thirty on Lake Ozark being the number one tourist lake and having thousands of those boats on it every day, thousands, and, and try to fish that. You go early, you go at night, and even at night, they're ripping and snorting up and down the park wide open. How are they like on those all those little fingerlings slash creeks off of Lake Ozark? They, they, the creeks don't have that much water in them for the most part. On like so they won't go. So if you're on a no, but if you're in the main channel, you're in trouble. You better have some big lights. The little lights that you're supposed to have on there might not be enough. But it, it's you don't have brakes on a boat. You can't just stop the brake pedal and slow yeah. down. They're on you before they know it, uh, because at night you know they've been drinking and their reflexes are slowed down. So. And they can't see when I got that big old bow up 10 feet in the air. That's the one yeah. problem. Yeah. Most of them got multiple motors. and I got flooded out once by one of those wakeboard boats. I had another guy come, like, within five yards of me at, like, one in the morning between me and a bank. It was pretty intense there. Last night, I actually had some guy, but he kind of slowed down, so he saw me, thank goodness. I was parked out in front of a bridge in between the pylons, and he came pretty close, but... I almost got run over in a fishing tournament one time. That's I was in that monster cat with that 300 E-Tech on it. And, uh, Heck of a boat. We, we started out behind a bunch of people, and I was passing them like they were sitting still, and Cindy screamed out, water or, or land. She thought I was running up on a sandbar, and it was a wake off of another boat. And the sunlight had hit it wrong, and I thought she was serious. I thought she knew what she was talking about. I backed out of it. When I did, I just went around a guy, and he almost run up on the back of me. Uh, and I guess he thought something had happened. The boat, he asked me the next 
day. He said, what happened to your boat? I said, nothing. Cindy screamed, and, and I thought I was going to run up on a sandbar. And he said, oh, damn near it, run over you. I said, I know you did. <laughs> <laughs> but by then, I filled my laundry, so we just went ahead and stopped right there and fished. That that was about as close to getting run over as any time I'd ever ever seen. Because I like I say, that boat had run uh, mid to upper sixties, depending on water conditions, and we was we had her pinned down. That's fast. It I'm happy fast. when I hit twenty seven miles an hour with the wind in my back in my little boat. <laughs> uh oh, I see. Becca said hello. Hi there, Miss Amy. Does that mean that Amy has made it into our chat tonight? I no, I saw three plus one. What's going on, Larry? And I'm sure Amy is nearby. Maybe she's glad just... to see them both in here. Absolutely. So what do you say we give? All right, la, uh, let me do a last call. This is the last call to get in on some thumper jigs, and then we're going to do the ZFG ZFG jig giveaway right afterwards. So I figured I'd there let them know so they get a chance to enter. We got 32 entries in there so far. Um. And we did gain some subscribers tonight. Thank you guys so much. We appreciate it more than you know. If you haven't hit the thumbs up, if you wouldn't mind before you leave, crank on that. We're at 71 thumbs up. It's still We've got 61 people still uh, in chat. Uh, thank you guys so much for helping us out. Um, we're at 966 subscribers. Uh, that means that we're only, what, 34 away? We're getting there. Yes, sir. 33 away for at 67. 66. Of course, I haven't refreshed, so maybe I need to. 67, I'm getting Lyle. Okay, then I needed to refresh. 69. Ooh, must have gone up even one more. Thank you, everybody, for helping out. Yes, absolutely. We appreciate it. Thank you so much, um, Freddie and Eric and everybody that's helped us. Um, Kit, uh, Brian and Haz and all you guys that are helping us make our gold. We appreciate it so much. Uh, can't thank you enough. And and uh, we're going to get there. Uh, we're, we're gaining on it every week. Freddie says 969. We're getting there close. All right. What do you say we thank these good people by firing up the giveaway? Okay. Here we go. Round and round it goes. Word stops. Nobody knows. That's the good thing about this tool. We don't know who's going to win. Uh, this is the most fair way I've ever seen doing giveaways, uh, Mark. Muskrat Adventures get some thumper jigs. He'll put them to use. What's going on, Mus Muskrat? Congratulations. You know how to contact Lyle. Give him your shipping information, Roger. You I got your name on it right here, Roger. So you just send me your shipping address because I know it's changed since the last time. And to be quite honest, I wouldn't have last times anyhow. I might even throw you a couple extra in there just to play with the, the ones I've done. There I do go. that sometimes. All right, let's do one more. Are you ready? These are for the ZFG jigs? Absolutely. Here we go, Lyle. Round and round it goes. Let's see where it stops. Avid, Avid Fisherman. There you go, Avid. ZFG Jigs will get sent to you. You know how to contact Lyle and, and give him your shipping information. I might make have his. Well, I'll make sure he does anyway. <laughs> yeah, that, that helps if you do that. So, uh, yeah, that way I, I know that I've got it. And and like uh, Mark was saying earlier, uh, Avid's family is going through a tough time right now. So uh, be sure to keep that family in your thoughts and prayers. And I, 
I mentioned this the other day. I'd like to mention it again. My good friend Jason Athena, uh, his mother Vicky fish tournaments together for years and years and years. I used to build rods for him. My last rod that I made for Vicky uh, was presented to her by to by Bill Dance at Mississippi River Monsters, and it said Queen of the Mississippi on it. She will always be the Queen of the Mississippi. She was a swell lady, and she passed away Monday. Uh, Jason and his entire family, please keep them in your thoughts and prayers. There's not a better man in the fishing world today than Jason Athena uh, and his wife and kids. And, and uh, I know that they would appreciate any any thoughts and prayers that you guys can can share with them. Thanks, everybody, for watching our show tonight. We appreciate everything you've done for us, helping us try to get to the milestone of 1,000. Be sure to tune in Monday night for Catfish Weekly and followed by... Uh, Mark show catfish and crappie podcast. You got a guest for Monday night. I do have a guest. I got Bex. Uh, she's going to be on from no real loss. I'm looking forward to having her. She was a great guest on catfish weekly. And, uh, she was, she was a lot of fun. Very looking forward to having her on there. She's very you excited. Guys will have a blast. I'll be sure to tune in for that for sure. Roger says he's dying to put them to work. Well, we'll, We'll make sure that you get them so you can do that, and then you can tell us all about the fish that didn't get away. There you go. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for watching. We'll see you next week right here on Pan Fish Nation. Good night, everybody.